All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 186. It is 186. Episode 187? Yep. Are you sure? I'm positive. I've got a running total, my friend. Oh, fuck. I am so off with all these podcast episodes all the time. Hi, I'm Tyler Rumchuk. Welcome to episode 187 of the Real Life Podcast. That voice you just heard was Mr. Bag Milk. That chewing you hear is Jay, who decided to wait until 1.15 when we record the podcast to eat his turkey sandwich. Hi, Jay. I'm a busy man. <laughs> I, got a, I got a multitask, so I won't get anything done. Shortened squad today for the podcast because Wanye and Chalmers have real-life jobs that often uh, happen during the day, you know, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, as things happen. Um, so they couldn't take the hour off. They should be back next Monday. Next Monday, we're going to have an exciting guest as well. I'll, uh, I'll give you that back towards the end of the podcast. We'll tease that a little bit before we get into our show today. Should let you know that, as always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Jappa Machinery, Jappa's fleet. It's all ready for rental season. If you're looking for daily, weekly, monthly, earth-moving equipment rentals, Jappa has you covered. Their fleet includes excavators, wheel loaders, compaction, and asphalt equipment. All machines are newer, cleaned, and maintained, and supported by Jappa's top-notch service, Jappa Machinery. Check them out, jappamachinery.com. Guys, I woke up today in a very, very good mood. One, because the weather was beautiful. Two, because there was sports for me to bet on. I haven't gotten too much into betting on Korean baseball. 
<laughs> I, I've been iffy on UFC, but there's golf on today, and I've had it on all day. It is great to see North American sports and North American sport that I love back. Um, it, I must say it's a little different. No crowds, no galleries or anything like that, but it's back, and uh, that's certainly exciting to have live sports back. Yeah, so before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about it. My question, Tyler, is like, so there's no gallery, obviously. There's nope. nobody yelling the Baba Booies after tee shots and things like that. But what's it like to watch? Is it any different in terms of the production? I'm not really a, I'm not really a big golf watcher, generally speaking. Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly a diehard, but I'd say I'm a golf fan. And for me, I can't tell any difference in the way the sport's being covered. Um, the announcers sound the same, the shots, the camera angles the trackers on the ball, all of that stuff is done the same. There's just not massive crowds of people around every hole. And like you said, there's not guys yelling, whatever, light the candle or whatever they yell now. Um, <laughs> there's none of those guys, which is honestly kind of nice. It's like almost more peaceful to watch. So, Jay, I don't know if you're a big golf guy at all, but will you be uh, tuning into the Charles Schwab Open or Invitational? So the uh, the Thursday and Friday rounds don't deserve my attention. Ah. Um, but I am a Saturday and Sunday <laughs> guy because that's when i'm in the right situation to consume it because golf is meant to be consumed laying down on a couch so uh i can't do that on the thursday and friday rounds so i just kind of don't concern myself plus i only want to cheer for the people that make the cut so i am pumped to uh see that it's back i'm curious as to know is which uh which dogs do you have in the fight this weekend uh, who do I got my money on? Uh, a few different. I've scattered it around a little. Um, I didn't. The only guy I put money on to outright win was Van Ruyen because he's 199 to one, and I like a good underdog. Um, yep. And actually, yeah, he doesn't tee off yet. I think for a couple minutes, but uh, most of my money is on Justin Thomas to do various things, finish inside the top 20, finish inside the top 10. I have him to beat Ricky Fowler today, and uh, at this point, it looks like he could do that. He's up by one stroke on him, so. I got a little on the prop bets. I also found a prop bet that was uh, no hole-in-one to be made all weekend. So I jumped all over that. So uh, whenever they cut to what a What were the odds three, on that? Plus 109. What? I know. I couldn't That's easy. That seems like easy money. And these guys are coming off a layoff where they haven't presumably haven't been golfing at a lot of real courses. They're not exactly in mid-season form. So I don't think anyone's dropping a hole-in-one at any point this weekend. So I'm hoping it's easy money. Oh, geez. I hope you went heavy on that. Uh, no, I actually went pretty light because I looked at it and I was like, am I am I stupid? Like, I don't think hole-in-ones happen that often. And then I looked around a bit and I'm like, no, they don't. But like maybe this course they're playing is like heavy. I couldn't understand why the books had it at plus 109. So I went a little bit light, like my standard betting unit on it. But uh, for everything else, uh, like Justin Thomas, man, every time they cut to Justin Thomas, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm live streaming it right now <laughs> while we record the podcast. So uh... if I get a little distracted, uh, that's the reason why. But I'm happy. I'm betting on sports again. It's a good day for it's a good day for your M Chuck. I'm I'm happy for you. It, it's it's just amazing the you know and and you know I'm not going to say that everyone should gamble, but I'm also going to say everyone should gamble because just the heightened awareness it provides and just every little thing you feel much more like the amplification. Now I don't want to flex, but you know what? I'm going to fucking flex. Do you want to hear my gambling story? I do. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were going to flex on you score uh, you uh, potting. I think you what, you have two hole in one? Well, oh yeah. Well, I do have two hole in one. Really? And, and counting. Oh yeah. Yep. Number 4 and number 11 at the Edmonton Country Club. Wow. One of which I did in the father-son golf tournament. 
So it was my turn to take the tee shot, drained it. Like you, your own Chuck, it's tough to make my dad smile. <laughs> and he smiled. Chalmers dry humped me. <laughs> Chalmers jumped on my back and dry humped me. It was a great night. According oh, to the, before JT you move on. just about hold one out of the bunker. Damn. <laughs> According to the PGA, just before you move on with your story, Jay, uh, hole in one is scored an estimated once every 300, 3,500 rounds. Yeah. Once every 3,500 rounds, there's a hole in one. In on the average. PGA or like just random golfers? Mm, let me let me explore. This is just their uh, hole in one quick facts. Okay, because if it's amongst golfers and I got plus 109 on this, are you kidding me? I should have been putting my whole bankroll on that. The According to the National Hole-in-One Registry, <laughs> that, that's a thing that I learned existed today, the odds of an average golfer making a hole-in-one are about 12,000 to one. Wow. The odds of a tour player getting a hole-in-one is about 3,000 to one. Okay, and there's a field of roughly... You found an edge, man. I think I did. I should have put more money on this. I'm actually kind of regretting yeah, it. Yeah, that uh, that, it's easy money, but I'll see if you lose. It'd be devastating. Yeah. Now, um, hey, yeah, back, I to, hear me, your back to me and my victory. I'm going to tell you about this big, epic gambling win. Go ahead. Oh, may I? Yeah. <laughs> Please. We're waiting. So, I just received the fantastic news that my $400 bet that I placed on the Oilers to make the playoffs is being honored, and I have won $1,500. Wow. Yeah, They're nice. honoring it before the play-in series. Fucking go oil, baby. So now you got to go to Vegas to cash that thing? No, no, this is done in Australia. Ooh. I found the edge. It's in Australia. Yeah, That's I remember it this. Um, wow, so fifteen. Hundo, are you putting it all on Nation Beer and a new Oilers jersey for the playoff run? Well, so just before COVID hit, the Germans were here. Mm-hmm. And anytime we're hosting these groups, I'm just as excited as they are. So we go to the store. Next thing you know, I bought a dry saddle and a bear jersey. So I'm loaded. I've got... Okay. Uh, so so I basically, I pre-spent my winnings on the jerseys then. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, yes. So. That was very, very, very exciting news. So I can safely say I made a bet on the Oilers, and I won. Now, where it's shitty is uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Dom Luchuzin. Dom Luchuzin. Me and him made a bet. Me and him made a bet. Me and him made a bet at the beginning of the season about the Oilers making the playoffs. And he's saying that he doesn't, like, I could call him on it. For him to pay out, but he doesn't think it would be fair. So I'm torn on what I should do there. Uh, you should just say Australia. that if, if the Oilers beat the Hawks, if they're a playoff team. Okay. Maybe What's your bet for here. with Dom? Uh, I bet him a hundred bucks. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I like because he did his whole projection model, and his projection had the Oilers still somehow missing the playoffs. He played out the season, and he said they lost like 11 of 12 or some dumb shit like that. Dom doesn't like the Oilers. Um, but I think if they beat the Hawks, you have a legitimate reason to be like, nah, Dom, they're a playoff team. Fair. I'm going to fire back at them. I think that's fair. If they get past Chicago, that is the NHL playoffs. They're one of the final 16. It, it, it's like... You you can't 
you can't change the details of the bet after the fact. And yeah, we're all going through a very strange time in terms of the pandemic that kind of wipes sports. It's crazy that tomorrow, speaking of which, is three months. It's been actually three months today since we last watched an Oilers game. That's crazy. But my point is, if they get past Chicago, they are in the dance. That's the dance. That's, yeah, yeah, that's 16 teams, man. That's the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Jay's eating, Jay, right now, <laughs> uh, yesterday we were doing Nation Happy Hour every Wednesday and Friday on Instagram at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, yesterday, Jay, I said on that broadcast that I thought my favorite donair shop was closed. Mm-hmm. After we wrapped, I was just, I was starving. We were talking donairs for an hour. I found them again on Skip the Dishes. They rose oh. like a phoenix from the ashes. Oh, you manifested it. I did. It was beautiful, and I had a glorious donair from my boy Sam's um, here on the West End, and I was so so happy, so happy. I'm happy to hear for you. That's that's that's, that's a good story. It's a great story. I tweeted about it, and I and I also found out there's some other West Enders that were also very excited to find out that Sam's is back. So big news in the donair game. News. Huge. Excellent. Um, okay, so we we're talking about golf coming back, and there's a couple of things that I'm taking from that, and I'm building them into show topics, but. You mentioned laying down is the best way to watch golf. It, it, when it's a nice Saturday, Sunday afternoon, you're sprawled out on the couch, maybe a little hungover, and it's a good napping sport, right? Because you can fall asleep at like 11, and if you wake up at, or 11 or 12, if you wake up at like 1 or 2, you're going to catch the good parts of the end of the golf. Um, over the last week, there's been announcements that live PD and cops have also been canceled. I consider those also to be solid napping sports. But my or napping shows. But my question to you guys: What is the best napping show? Best thing to have on the TV while you take a nap? I got an easy answer here. I got an easy answer. I love, love, love. Wait, do I have to stick to sports, you or can, am I allowed to pick anything? You can do whatever you want. Oh, perfect. Because my this is I love nature shows. I love mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And BBC has got David Attenborough as mm-hmm. their commentator or Planet Earth, Blue Planet, all of those. And his voice is like a sweet, sweet lullaby to me. And I'll throw that on on the weekend, and out I go. And the best thing about Netflix is they just automatically play. So I'll wake up, and I'm in a different part of the world looking at different animals and where I fell asleep. It is great. Planet Earth, nature documentaries, I love it. I love I it. Have, I have to second that. Um, very powerful. Because sometimes I just I want to watch it to like watch it, but I fall asleep. A hundred times out of a hundred, um, it is an immediate trigger because it's soothing, relaxing. So I support that. But to, I guess, give my own answer, the beauty about golf is if you fall asleep for an hour, you only miss like two holes of action, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe three, right? So like you're not putting yourself behind the eight ball there. So it's good for that. So there's two things, and these are both sports related outside of obviously anything David Attenborough narrates. Um is oh sometimes like really boring black and white historical documentaries sometimes i'll uh i'll uh i'll shut it down too but um when the golf channel was a thing it still at is nighttime oh is it oh well at nighttime back when i used to watch it to go to sleep um they would have like black and white golf matches they used to be, used to be called like the shell wonderful world of golf and like gene sarazen is playing against like like uh Ben Hogan or something crazy, like old school, like big, it was a black and white. And that's, that stuff would shut me down all the time. But new age, 
new age. Um, now this can only happen once in every four years, but I love watching World Cup soccer, but I also love sleeping to World Cup soccer. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call too. That's World a good call. Cup, yeah, the Olympics soccer, is a good soccer one. Soccer puts me to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Olympics is, is good depending on the sport. Yeah. Well, Tyler, I don't know, like. Were you were you working for the nation the last time we had a Winter Olympics? The nation, we're big Winter Olympics people. Mm-hmm. Big, big Winter Olympics people. So I've had many a nap to the Olympics. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, just some mid-season Saturday afternoon baseball. Yeah. Oh, you, baseball, you, can throw a, yeah. you can throw a baseball game on. And uh, Tyler, you said this before we started recording. Maybe you fall asleep in the first or second inning. And you pop back up in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and it's it's a close game, and you're like, "All right, I'm now I'm at the business end of this baseball game. Let's go." It's the ultimate win for me. I love when it's a Sunday Jays game that starts at eleven. You know, like I said earlier, I'm usually you know a little hungover, laying on the couch. Maybe I did something in the morning, but now I'm rested, laying on the couch, and you get first inning, second inning, then it's about noon, and you're done. Then you wake up at like one thirty, one forty five, and it's like, "Holy shit, the Jays are up six five. Let's see if they can close this out." Or in recent years, it's more like. Holy shit, the Jays are down 8-4. Maybe we got to come back in them. But afternoon baseball and golf. For me, those are one and two. They stand alone for programming to nap to. What is, uh, flipping the question, what's the worst sport to nap to? Hmm. <laughs> Monster truck? I couldn't uh, I couldn't fall asleep. I was going to say hockey, but I've fallen asleep to hockey. Like, if it's not an Oilers game, yeah. I can fall asleep to that. Yeah. But, like, I've uh, I've fallen asleep watching the ufc before and that's oh, wow. jarring <laughs> oh because you wake up and there's it's four fights later and you're like what the hell's going on right now or sometimes you'll wake up to like joe rogan freaking out or like a crushing blow and you hear kind of a slap or something and it's jarring i don't like that. yeah don't i don't think i could do UFC that. people um hockey yeah i kind of agree with you like it's a little bit more difficult for me to fall asleep to hockey because <laughs> it's so fast paced right it keeps your attention and really, the only time you have to doze off is like commercial breaks or intermissions. But uh, yeah, UFC would probably be up there for ones you don't want to watch falling asleep to. I could also, you know what? I could also fall asleep to the NFL just because there's so much time in between plays. Yeah. I could see dozing off there too. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of sports for me, family guy, man. I fall asleep. Like if there's family guy on TV and I'm laying in bed watching it. I am out by the end of the episode every time. I've seen every episode so many times. I love watching the show still, even though I know all the jokes. But that's my go-to if I'm like, oh, man, I want to watch something before I go to bed. Netflix, Family Guy, it's great. You can fall asleep at any point and not feel like you're missing anything of substance because the episodes are almost all the exact same anyways. And, uh, yeah, that's my go-to falling asleep TV is probably Family Guy. I'm also curious what the 12, 13 listeners think. So if you're listening to this, Nation Real Life, Twitter and Instagram. I want to know what you're falling asleep to. I'm always looking for good nap opportunities. Do people fall asleep listening to the real life podcast? I bet you there's absolutely. <laughs> oh, we've had some real snoozers. <laughs> absolutely. But you know, uh, what? I think I think fall, I've fallen. I think I've fallen asleep during the real life podcast. <laughs> if you are going to fall asleep to the real life podcast, please just keep it on loop so that we get them downloads up. Just let yeah. them run. Yeah, get start to finish. Views. Start yeah, at episode sleep. one. Let's go. Yeah, sleep through as many episodes as you can. Yeah, please. Thank you. Uh, the other thing, The other thing that came out of me watching this golf tournament is no crowds. And obviously with golf, you don't need to pump in crowd noise. The sport is good enough to just be watched without the cheering and the yelling, like I said. But 
This, in combination with that video the Oilers put out the other day of Chase on and the and the crew skating on the ice at Rogers, and you notice how when they miss the net, that puck at hitting the boards echoes in that big empty building, and every stick tap, all of that is picked up so clearly. So I sent out a tweet saying this is exactly why the NHL needs to put crowd noise in for their broadcast. You do not want the sound of that puck echoing. You do not want every swear, everything the players say to each other being broadcasted on national TV. And I got some pushback on that. I People were like, oh, I've been in rinks where they or uh, Mike from Scuttlepuck. He's a friend of the show, we'll call him. Um, he said he's been in rinks where they pump in crowd noise and it's distracting. It's stupid. But my argument is it, that's different. You're at home watching. You won't really know the difference. And he said, well, if I know there's yeah. not people there, I'm going to feel dumb watching it with crowd noise because I know there's not a crowd. But for me, I think... I feel dumb. That's so aggressive to say. And also, there's the idea that the NHL doesn't want to have clips of guys like Dreisaitl and whoever whoever the star players are. You don't want clips of them dropping F-bombs or whatever kind of terms they're throwing out there on the ice. You don't want that stuff getting broadcasted. That's a bad, bad look for the NHL. And some people are saying, well, I'd pay extra to hear that stuff. And it's, you might, and you might find it entertaining. And I would find it entertaining as well. But to sit there and be like, oh, I hope the NHL just does like no crowd noise. You hear everything. I think that's foolish, no? I agree with you a million percent. You know, you've got to you've got to let the players like, you know, granted, you know, they're using words you're allowed to say. Uh, Sometimes right? like, they're not. Well, but swearing is is, is fine to yeah. me. Like so like and so that's a word you're not allowed to say, like, you know, on like a, ch- a children's program. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you don't. You want the players to be able to say those things because that's also part of the game. Chirping's part of the game, so that's gonna that would re- immediately remove it. And then players are gonna be that 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 they're gonna have to be thinking before they say anything. So it's adding a whole new element and complication to what they're doing. Just let them play hockey, pipe in noise. I also want it for a bit of atmosphere, anyways. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I feel like that would be a stressful job with no fans in the stands whatsoever, deciding when to crank up the crowd noise. Yeah, and like, it'd be interesting to see how they did it, right? Like, could you do something where you go to the people who make NHL 20, EA Sports, and could you be like, hey, build us a program where we can just use, have three different faders and a couple buttons for goals and all that, and we control the crowd noise that way? Like, I don't know exactly how it would be done, but it's certainly got to be possible. And again, from like a league perspective, I think the last thing you want is a couple players saying a few words that they shouldn't and that taking over the headlines, not your actual sport. Maybe they go uh, NBA style and uh, have some music play. (laughs) Are you worried that would mess with the actual game too much, though? I mean, not really. I'm not worried about it, but maybe from a player's perspective, I I could see why you would say that, but maybe they have to do something weird like that. Like, does a player want to be coming in on a breakaway while, like, Snoop Dogg's playing in the background? I feel like that might Absolutely. be a little weird. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If you got Drop It Like It's Hot coming on when you're breaking out, I'm, I'm all for it. Would you be well, I'd, feel, I'd, I'd feel pressure to score because you've got to score on that song. You got it. You got well, it. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. There's, there's no doubt that it's going to be weird. I think that, but I also think that no matter what they do, all of us are going to adjust to it very, very quickly. We'll all oh, fire. Yeah. Out, we'll all fire out the tweets in the first period of the first game, going like, "This is so bizarre! I can't believe this is happening." And then by the <laughs> third period, 
by the third period, we're yelling at the refs again. Yeah, 100%. I wonder no, what the just... adjustment will be like for the players too, though, because, you know, think of the playoffs. Go back, watch any playoff game. Watch the highlights. The goal celebrations are nuts. Guys are losing their minds. I wonder if it'll be like that too, where for the first game or so, it's maybe not quite the same for the players who are scoring those big goals. Will the celebrations be a little bit subdued? And then maybe by like game three or four, it's just like, man, they've gotten used to their, they're just out there competing their asses off. And when they score a big goal, they're just as fired up as they would be with 18,000 people in the stands. I w- that's interesting for me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be an adjustment for them as well. So I think you'll see it kind of phase in, but they will get locked in and they'll start playing and not even realize there's not fans there because they're just so into the moment uh, of the competition. It will get to there. But initially, they're going to be like, aware and be like, this is weird and just kind of go through the motions of playing. But it'll quickly uh, become where they're locked in and then you'll start seeing those raw emotions again. It is almost, though, now that I'm putting some thought into it, it is almost unfair to the players. It kind of robs them a little bit of those huge moments. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think about specifically, I was at the game against the San Jose Sharks in the 2017 playoffs when Oscar Clefbong rang one off the post and it went in to tie the game late. The place went bananas. It was crazy in there. It was so loud, you couldn't hear the announcer announcing the goal of what just happened. So they are going to get robbed of all of that because no matter what, whether they pump in crowd noise or not, it's not going to be the same. No, it, it, of course not. Like, but it's just, I think everyone's just going to get to a point of acceptance and just roll with it. Yep. I agree. Like I said, first period, we're all going to be tweeting about how weird it is. Third period, I'm going to be yelling at refs and uh surveyor Brett is going to be tweeting at me that it was a good call. And I'm going to get in a Twitter fight with surveyor Brett because he doesn't know how to ref. <laughs> uh, bag milk you made me sad there because i remember being at that game when clefbaum scored two and the noise and as much as rogers almost now gets a bad rap around here for being so quiet like a library not like the old rink in that 2017 run man that place was just as bumping as any edmonton rink has been right like rogers oh, yeah. got going for that 2017 run and it, it sucks 100%. that we didn't get a chance to have that again this year well here here's the thing too is Oilers fans, yeah, the library. I've been in Rogers Place where it's been very, very quiet as well. But during playoff time, this city comes alive and it is a different animal. Yeah, we show up. You cannot question the passion of Oilers fans in the playoffs. Like you said, 2017, ridiculous. I remember walking out of Ford Hall with thousands of people jumping up and down going, we want the cup. And then having Ford Hall wobbling and shaking and being like, is this is this supposed to like, can this happen? Is this supposed to happen? So yeah, I, I feel bad for Oilers fans everywhere. But again, I think that we're going to go over it very quickly. Well, we'll, we'll do, we'll do different things. And you know what, what's, what's get, I'm getting most excited about, and we're kind of talking a little bit about this before the show is especially if, you know, knock on wood, the trajectory keeps happening, you know, phase two is happening. Like we're going to be able to throw a fucking nation party. And we're going to be able to throw a nation party in August and watch hockey. And have a yeah, patio it's, open. It's going to be, and we're going to watch it on a patio yeah. outside. Like, that's going to be fucking awesome. In that atmosphere, it doesn't matter who, who's in the stands. That patio is going to be fucking melting with activity. You should turn Maybe. Little Brick into like a viewing area. Get like a projector and do like a lawn party. Oh, you know, we've, we've toyed around with doing that, but we're, we know we would like, if anyone's been to little brick or patio, like there's a, there's a, a condo building right along. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, 
an adult-only yeah. condo, if I'm not mistaken. They would love yeah. it. And granted, we we are by law allowed to make noise up until eleven o'clock within a certain decibel level. But uh, I just, well, you know what? Maybe they'll buy in. Maybe they'll pull up their chairs from their balconies and watch the big screen. Who knows? Hockey, hockey brings everyone together, like playoff hockey. Like, every, like everyone is like best friends or high fiving each other. Like, it doesn't matter. We're just delirious, crazy fans. So you never know. Maybe, maybe we can get. Uh, the building on our side for once. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm thinking about now, and it didn't really clue in with me until you said it, Jay, but going to the pint, watching a playoff game in August when we can, we can be in like shorts and having beers on the patio and watching Connor McDavid do Connor McDavid things like that place will go nuts. It's going to be unreal. It's going to be unreal. There's like, if you want, let's, let's pull the positive out of this. We're not going to be go, going to the building. There is going to be no, you know, earthquake feeling for, uh, floor palpitations of Ford Hall, but we're going to be able to go to the pint and watch for first round, any other great establishment in the city as a community and watch this on a patio outside. It's going to be such a unique experience. We're going to look back and talk about it because it's going to be special. I agree. It's going to be special. I can't wait. And the nation beer is going to be flowing. I'll tell you that much. Which today, uh, again, the NHL announced phase three yeah. c- kicks off on July 10th. So training camps are going to start on July 10th. So I'm also finding myself, even with minor announcements, obviously they put the caveat at the end of it, provided that health conditions or uh, safety conditions are, you know, are met for the players, the staff, et cetera, et cetera. But when these announcements come out, I just find myself getting more and more excited that this looks like it's going to happen. And then even just talking about, like, I get, I said, I'm not a huge golf guy in terms of watching it on TV, but, like, sports are starting to come back. Sports are back, kind of. Yeah, and I that was another reason why I woke up today and I was in a good mood. We got the announcement that July 10th was the date. And I when they say, you know, pending an agreement on the health and safety protocols and all that, I'm, I'm not worried about the league and the players when it comes to that. I think they're going to find an agreement. I think they're both motivated enough to get this thing done. Um, and now that there's a date, that's kind of been my thing all along is I was like, ah, I was always hesitant. Even a week ago, I was kind of like, oh, I'm still not 100% certain that this is all mm-hmm. going to happen. But now that they have a date, now that they have circled July 10 as when training camps are probably going to open and early August is when the season is going to start and we're talking about being able to go to bars and watch the games and all that good stuff, I'm hyped for it now. Like you mentioned, oh. Beg Milk, when you said the sentence, and this was almost a turning point for me, when you said the sentence, sit and watch Connor McDavid do Connor McDavid stuff, I had a vision in my head of looking up at a pint TV while he wheels wide and then cuts across to the other side and flips one over Corey Crawford's blocker. And I'm just like, man, I want that. And I want the bar to go nuts. And I want to be there with my buddies going nuts. And I'm excited now. I've officially turned the page of cautiously optimistic to full-on stoked. Maybe well, what that's... they need to do is they need to mic up some bars. And project that into the building. <laughs> you, you, you want to be worried about things people are saying. Drunk, <laughs> drunk, delirious fans. Fuck. That no, <laughs> they're I being mean, projected to the rink. Yeah, I mean, if you, but if you're miking up, say, 10 bars around the city, it would all just turn into a murmur until somebody scored. Although there could also be, because we're all watching on TV, the delayed reaction would also be hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, uh, that, that would, that'd be the worst part is like a guy would score and it'd be like eight seconds later while he's about to escape past the bench, <laughs> the crowd would just go fucking nuts. To, uh, to your Remchuk's point, 
you know, throughout all this time, the league hasn't really said anything concrete. The fact that they actually went public with a date is such a big step. Like that's the thing where I'm like, shit, this, this, this could be actually happening. Like before it was all kind of vague and this and that and sure phase one, phase two, blah, blah. But like the fact that they're like putting a date behind it just provides so much more. uh, It's a more powerful statement. And like, has derailed my entire day because of it. Because now I'm like, we've got to get fucking mobilized. We got to get ready. We gotta, we gotta start planning parties. Like we gotta start, at least start thinking this way. Which is something like two weeks ago, uh, there was no fucking way. <laughs> so I would even I'm say very excited. So I wrote the two news items on on uh, Oilers Nation on Tuesday. I wrote the NHL is hopeful that they would be able to start training camps midway through July, but there was absolutely nothing concrete there. And then here we are two days later on Thursday of the same week. And they're like, yep, July 10th. Let's get ready to go. Yeah, next minute. Uh, it's, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Tyler's moving around. He's left. He left the room. He's back now. Sorry, I needed water. I thought you, saw, I thought you got, got yourself a little treat, maybe. No, I got my water, and then I also I've had a can of barbecue Pringles going through this whole podcast as well. Well, for you. I crushed a turkey sandwich, and I've got a four pack of Nation beer of the new labeled Nation beer. I'm excited. For, I'm excited for these. They look. You showed us on the on the Facetime call. They look pretty sweet. Uh, Nation beer still available at real Canadian liquor stores, right? And more. Yeah, yeah. So uh, beer beer supplies though in our liquor store partners is very low to nothing. Uh, so thank huh. you everyone for making that happen. But we just canned the new batch yesterday, hence why I've got this four pack on my desk. And guaranteed will be in liquor stores uh, starting next week. So we've got a themed can. We're teasing it right now. Uh, it'll be pretty. It's pretty obvious what it is, but we don't care. Um, even in our teasing, because we're using black and white and not color. Um, but uh, super pumped, celebrating. It's it's a can that's celebrating something, uh, and the other thing that uh, you know today's announcement uh, provides is we are now starting to think about what a playoff can label design is going to look like. So I got an idea for it. Ooh, do tell for the side slogan because there's there was internet in a can. There's going to be another one on uh, on the new ones that are being yeah. released. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I didn't know how to phrase it without <laughs> ruining it. Carefully. <laughs> uh, and then there's also going to be the, if there's a playoff can, how about party like it's 06? You want to celebrate the past. Okay, perhaps. I think that's a good one. You know, think back to the 06 yeah. cup run, time of our lives type of thing. Yeah, or, that's fair. Or we could also just do the uh, our playoff slogan, which is Mission 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Nice tease. Stay tuned for, for that uh, to be more prevalent uh, across our channels. Um, yeah. Uh, sticking with Nation Beer, if you are looking for it and you want to know where you can buy it, you can go to liquorconnect.com. Liquorconnect.com and search up Nation Beer. It'll come up real nice. All the locations near you that are carrying it. So it'll be a nice little resource for you. Again, that's liquorconnect.com. Dot com and just search for Nation Beer. I want I want to quickly shout out our friends at Dog Island because I think they're getting excited too, and I think you know together, together, and when I say together, I mean them, us, the community. I've done a great job 
to make Nation Beer it, uh, what it is. So these guys, they just finished canning uh, this next round. So they've, they started doubling their production. They did a double batch, um, and that just got canned. And two days ago, they started a new double batch. Normally, they wait. So we're going we're gonna to hopefully run through the supply and have uh, more just in time for the end of the month. Uh, for those of you in the know, which is uh, Bag Milk and Tyler, why we'd want that. Um, so very exciting <laughs> month uh, of June to see uh, to see how that goes. So crazy, 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 and I can't wait to crack one of these. I'm fighting the the internal demons to not crush beers at uh, 147. Hey man, it's a pandemic. You drink a beer at 147 if you want a beer at 147. I might have oh. a beer at 147. Um, <sighs> I think I need to get my hands on one more set of the original Nation beer ones, like the ones that are out in circulation right now. Because I almost want to make them like a collector's wall. I want to get all the cans as they come out. So that one will always be kind of the baseline okay. that we go back towards. So don't worry about that. But we are going to, because like there's so much versatility or agility that we can have, um, we're just going to have themes here and there. So like playoffs is a theme. Um, you know, we're going to work on some other things. You know, we've got a theme for, for this month. Um, and just kind of, you know, switch it up a little bit just to create the excitement. But the baseline will always be that orange. Good. Those are sharp-looking cans. Uh, on the topic of show sponsors, what's new at Oodle Noodle? Do we have another new charity, or is there something else? Uh, yes, we do. So this week we are, uh, so 10% of our in-store sales are going to Zoe's Animal Rescue Society. Uh, so they do exactly that. They rescue animals. Um, and right now is kind of a peak season for them where they have more. This is when they have the most animals in their facilities. So they need some help to take care of those animals and feed those animals. So the timing of this partnership is terrific. Uh, they're doing great things. And if you're looking to, uh, you know, rescue a pet, check out Zoe's cause they've, uh, they do, they do great things there. And then our, uh, food, uh, delivery or food charity partner this week is going to be iHuman. So they, uh, they're one of the charities that, uh, uh, they do a bunch of great things to support, uh, the community they work with. But feeding them is one of them. So we're going to be dropping off a bunch of food there tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to it. Love Fridays. Fridays are uh, uh, charity food delivery Fridays. I love them. Yeah, I think actually, again, uh, pitching Nation Happy Hour, uh, plugging Nation Happy Hour again. It's always fun just on Friday, just kind of seeing where you're at. We talk some donairs and we talk what Oodle Noodle's up to. It's, it's nice. It's a yeah. nice little positive end to the week, I think. Yeah, it's good. Hey, I'm looking forward. It was good to have uh, the happy hour yesterday. It felt good. Uh, look forward to tomorrow's. I'm going to be, um, I might be on location. I might be on my friend's uh, driveway. We're going to have like a social distance driveway hang. Um, so I might be coming live from a driveway. I am actually going to do one of those tonight. And it's weird, but at some point it's also gotten normal just hanging out on a buddy's driveway. Mm-hmm. But it's we, nice. You sit outside, you have a drink. It's kind of like you're on a patio, but not at all on a patio. Yeah, but it is cheaper. The fire pit. Go no, ahead. Way cheaper. But <laughs> we, I, we even pull out a fire pit and put a fire pit in the middle of the driveway and have a, have a, a driveway fire. Oh, man. Oh, I would love to do that. I live in a townhouse where I don't have a yard, so I'm not able to have a fire pit. But, man, would I love that. That's what yeah. I'm missing. Some summer yeah. fires. Beers around the fire. Love it. We're probably going to have a driveway down there, too. We'll see. <laughs> Any anyone who knows me knows how much I love my rec league sports, right? 
So that's why the announcement that they made earlier this week that uh, sports are, are 50, as long as it's 50 or less, you can have organized sports. That got me going. So tonight, I'm finding a ball diamond, me, my girlfriend, a couple other friends, bringing the bucket of balls, bringing some bats, and I'm going to get out on the diamond because slow pitch season's coming, and I'm beyond excited oh, for that. That's, you know what, you know, it's ripping hot, ripping hot, nice yeah. day today too. So that's a great way just to even spend an evening. So good on you. Yep, that'll be good. Okay, we got time for one more topic here on episode 187 of the Real Life Podcast. There were two that I wanted to go with, but I'm going to save one for Monday or maybe even next Thursday because Monday we got a guest coming on. Um, but the one I wanted to float is with it. So it sounds like it's concrete. The NHL is going to come back. Training camps in July. Season or playoffs picks up in early August. That will stretch until roughly October-ish, maybe into October. They're going to run a 50, 60, 70-day offseason, a quick offseason, and then start the next season in either late December or January of 2021. Basically, the timeline's all fucked up. Next season's going to run from January to July instead of September to June-ish, right? Would you be in favor, and this is something that's been thrown around a lot on, on Twitter recently, would you be in favor of the NHL moving its season permanently? Would you be would you be a fan if the league said, "Hey, you know what? Going forward, we're always going to run it January, yeah. December, January to July, end of July," or do you or do you hate the idea of hockey being a summer sport, quote unquote? Well, there's there's there's, there's some realities here. Like our culture, we're just so conditioned to like the summers, like when we go away and go on vacation and all that. And uh, I don't want to be away if my team the others in the playoffs like i want to be in the city so I, that kind of disrupts me but like the there's also like the science like like didn't vegas get announced today as a hub city no nothing's been announced it's rumored that there's, they are going to get it but yeah like yeah there's been rumblings. so vegas dallas nashville like 110 degree fahrenheit 43 degree 45 degree heat like those facilities like the ice is going to be shit. Yeah. So there's just like that reality. Like, like, am I excited right now to watch hockey in August? Yes, but there's like a huge circumstance as to why. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't think I would be for it. Like, I get they have to kind of like phase it back just because um, you know we have to be respectful of off seasons, and all that, and to get it back to like it's normal. But I would prefer it be its normal swing of things, um, just because. And this is all personal. Well, two things. There's the science thing of I think the ice will be shit. Even in Edmonton, if it's 30 degrees in Edmonton, the ice isn't going to be good. Um, and, you know, you open up that possibility. Uh, and then also, like, you know, it, it's just like North American culture where, like, summers where you go on vacation. And, like, I don't want to do any. Like, I don't want to go camping if I know there's another game mm-hmm. going on in Edmonton. I'm in the same That's boat as you. Stress me out. Yeah, like, for me... And the other thing too, like cold, cold snaps in November, December, they're made better when you know every second night there's an Oilers game you can watch for two and a half hours, right? Like when it's cold and you can't go outside and enjoy our beautiful city, you want to be inside Roger's place or inside yep. your living room. You And in the summer, you know, there's so much stuff going on, Folk Fest, everything, Taste yep. of Edmonton, all that. You don't want to be necessarily inside on your couch watching, although it would be playoff hockey, that's amazing. I don't want to be inside watching hockey at that point, especially yeah. if the Oilers are out. I don't want to be watching the Stanley Cup Finals in July. So I think they need to, as quickly as possible, 
get this thing back to September to June. I've always been an advocate for going a step further, and I would say get it from beginning September, end of May at the latest, but it'll take a few years to get there. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause you gotta be respectful. And also think, think about the player lifestyle. Like you don't want their player off season to be December, yeah. November, right? Cause like they go back home. Like a, lo- a lot of those players, right? They go back home. A lot of the Canadian guys that play in Tampa go back home, like let them have a summer and enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. friends and family and their cabins and all that. Like there's also that kind of lifestyle element. Guys um, with the kids, their well. kids aren't in school in the summer. That off season's yeah. the perfect spot to spend time with your family. Yeah, I think you'd have a hard time, and I I understand why people are maybe throwing it out there from a perspective of there's less competition and all that on the TV on the sports calendar. But really, man, I think you have a hard time getting the PA to sign off on that. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find an angle just so I could. I was trying to channel my inner Chalmers and argue with you guys and say it doesn't matter, but I can't. I'm selfish. Yeah. I'm selfish. I want to go to the lake. I want to go in Edmonton. We have 11 and a half months of winter and a very small window to go enjoy the outdoors. I fucking hate it. I want to go to the lake. I want to unplug. I want to go traveling. I want to take road trips. Like this summer, I had a plan of renting a camper van and I was going to drive up to Whitehorse. Me and Frank, I was going to hotspot with my laptop. It was going to be great because there was no. Uh, there's no hockey in the summer, but I don't want to do that in the winter. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I don't no. think you do. I'm trying to find ways that I can argue with you guys, but I just can't. That sucks. And yes, uh, again, you, you said it. They, there's this is not normal, so they have to make adjustments to get an off season and all that. But man, I just really hope that this doesn't get extended for very long because my summers are important to me and I don't care if I sound selfish right now. I, I think I don't think you sound selfish. I think everyone would agree with you, honestly. And it's something where even down, down in the States, when you're trying to get viewers and all that, although the sports calendar might be less plugged up in July to hand out a Stanley Cup, I think you'd have a hard time getting people to go, yeah, I'll stay inside and watch this, you know, let's whatever. A few years ago, remember when it was New Jersey, LA? Like, that didn't do good ratings. I think it would do terrible ratings if it was played in late July on top of that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, and again, you got to think of the players. The players want to go to cabins, cottages, travel, whatever they want to do. Nobody wants to do that when it's super cold. Nobody. And we have Nobody. to watch Big Brother. Yes, which I'm, I'm still upset that there's not going to be a Big Brother this summer. Like, it's, I'm right. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought I thought they're saying there's going to be an all-star season. Let me, hang on. I'm Googling. Because you just got me super excited. Somebody tweeted to me the other day that there was going to be no summer Big Brother. Um, do, 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 do. I thought I saw some of them doing an all-star season. It's just going to start later. Oh, yeah. So it could be delayed into the fall. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, well, that'll so, be our off-season this year. So that works out. It actually yeah, does work go. out perfectly, hey? <laughs> that'll work out all right. Um, uh, that's, that's something else I missed. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to tease what's coming up on Monday. I don't know how many people out there are familiar with the TV show Grownish. It's a spinoff of the TV show Blackish. Uh, but there is an actor on there who is an Edmonton product. He is an Oilers fan, fan of the nation as well. Jordan Buhat. I really hope I'm saying his last name right. I definitely am. Buhat. Jordan Buhat. He's going to join us on Monday. We're going to, I'm, I'm excited for this one. We've interviewed a lot of hockey people. Uh, we're supposed to, you know, we're still waiting on uh, potentially having Brett Kissel on one of these days as well. But 
I'm excited to talk about a guy like that who doesn't work in hockey or anything like that. Being an Oilers fan, also learned a little bit about his industry as well. So uh, Edmonton area actor Jordan Buhat. He's now on the TV show Grownish. He was also in Summer of 84. That came out back in 2018. We're going to chat with him a little bit. I'm excited for that on Monday. And respect to him rocking the, the Keep Nudes Forever tee a lot on social media. A lot. You and him you are just going to talk about Nuge for like 20 minutes. And that'll be the whole interview. We'll run out of time. I will tell you that he and I have been DMing each other for not not often, but you know, for a few months now. And it's always about Nuge. Always. This will be fun. I'm so, excited for that on Monday. Yeah, it'd be good to talk to him like, uh, outside of just in uh, DM mode. All right, that is, uh, that's going to do it for another episode of the Real Life Podcast, episode 187, coming to a wrap, brought to you by the fine folks at Jappa. If you need extra support, whatever it is, with your heavy equipment, if you need to get it up and running, give the fine folks at Jappa a call. They are always working hard to save you time and money. Shout out to Oodle Noodle as well. Shout out to Nation Beer. Drink it up this weekend because it's going to be a beautiful one. Jay, bag milk. Thanks for your time, guys. Thank you. Ready well. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.